it's impossible to hear that song without singing along. And I'm willing to bet you that Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News, was just singing along. Weren't you, Rob? Uh, oh, God. We need some brighter music to get us going in the morning. Need some. I'm get back sorry. To Taylor Swift, I think. What did you just say? It's more Taylor Swift. I, you I don't like really Country Roads? Well, I mean, don't like is a strong I'm sorry. Term. How many I days just, do you have left? When is Vaughn back? <laughs> Come can put all out of vacation early. No vacation, Vaughn. Get back to work. No kidding. We question your musical taste. Anyway, okay. we do not question your political taste. That's what we're going to talk about today. So BC United has a big announcement coming up this morning. What's going on? Yeah, well, I mean, the timing in politics uh, is everything. And the BC United's uh, sort of tough on crime tough on addictions, tough on, um, you know, prosecutions kind of platform is coming out this morning. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be very similar to, uh, remember their uh, mental health and addictions platform that was earlier this year that called for, you know, uh, more than a billion dollars in investments in mental health and addictions and all sorts of things that the NDP government end up trying to copy a few weeks later and, and didn't even manage for whatever reason to come up uh, with an exact copy of it. They fell short. So that was a win for BC United and trying to offer something to the electorate. And this morning they are going to try again. We know um, in the past that the party has talked about wanting some type of more mandatory addictions treatment, that it feels uh, that that is a path for people who have lost the ability to make decisions about their own health uh, anymore. That is ironically something Premier David Eby had talked about in his leadership bid and then backed away from amidst uh, some criticism from the civil rights uh, types uh, who don't think forcing people into treatment uh, when after a certain number of overdoses or whatever metrics is the right way to go. Uh, and we know BC United's talked about more police, more prosecutors. Uh, they, we know that they're very critical of safe supply and decriminalization. Uh, and they've been pushing for that province-wide uh, ban on public drug use in parks and beaches and things like that. Again, putting the government on its heels, forcing the NDP to begrudgingly admit a few months ago that maybe they should have done that. Uh, and they're sort of now working on a really, really very slow, I'm not sure where it is, kind of uh, larger provincial thing on drug use in parks. Uh, so I would expect put all that into some type of plan. Uh, and we're going to get that from the leader this morning. Okay. So as you said, timing is everything with this. This has been in the works for a while. Do you think it's resonating? Because they hit this hard during a couple of recent by-elections. Yeah, the by-elections results would indicate it, it's not resonating. Although, um, you know, those were ridings where they're a bit unique, Vancouver, Mount Pleasant, uh, and running on a sort of tough on crime agenda in uh, a long time NDP stronghold that is far more uh, about New Democrat kind of treatment values and and uh, progressive values than than what the BC United Party was offering. But I do think you know with everyone discussing the stabbings uh, that occurred uh, on Sunday at the Chinatown Festival and the the case of the accused in in that who uh, was out on a day pass, uh, who killed his 16-year-old daughter in 2006 while living in Kitimat, who then got out for escorted community access, who then allegedly stabbed a friend while in a psychotic state while, while on an unsupervised visit, and then has got into all sorts of incidents with other police departments, according to Vancouver police, and then is back out again, uh, allegedly stabbing people. That is going to 
uh, give BC United this morning an opportunity to say this revolving door system is nonsense and this government hasn't done a good enough job cracking down on it. Now, the government will say, well, it's very complicated. You've got, you know, Ottawa and the criminal code and judges and bail. and But those kind of answers um, only go so far. You know, people don't really want to often receive a laundry list of the reasons you can't fix something. They um, They look eventually for solutions on why you can. And so I think there's an opportunity for BC United this morning Timing just happening to be what it is uh, to really drive that message home. Uh, and we will see what Kevin Falcon does with that. And we'll see what David Eby does with it because he's up in Surrey um, this morning talking about a hospital plan again. Um, and he's going to get questions about this. And his his response in the past on these kind of revolving door things is, well, it's Ottawa's fault. Right. Um, and that hasn't been changed yet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure how long he's going to keep um, that line or what he's going to do in response. All right, we're back talking with Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News, about a couple of announcements coming our way today, one from the BC United Opposition Party and then one from the NDP government. These, these seem an awful lot like either election or pre-election announcements, Rob. Yeah, well, especially in Surrey, where this government needs to focus its attentions to try and kind of hold that strong uh, you know, block of votes that it has in, in that area of the of the lower mainland look like at this point 13 months away from the election the opposition is going to be looking to kind of sharpen its teeth on what it's offering the electorate because we know from polls that people don't really seem to be following the bc liberal to bc united name change it confuses them so the way to cut through that fog is to make big big promises on things people will remember and the the United Party is counting this morning on this tough on crime plan to kind of cut through that fog so that maybe people who don't pay attention to a lot of politics will pick up on the radio this afternoon or on the newscast tonight one of the promises and it will stick with them. They'll go, oh, yeah, who was the one who was promising to do whatever? Uh, and that is a double edged sword. It's a great tactic for an opposition, but it's also a year before an election, a chance for your opponents, the governing NDP, to steal your ideas. And this party already has stolen some ideas as part of politics. It's how it works. Uh, and then try to take credit for doing them. And so, it, you know, you have to balance those two things out in politics. Uh, and you have to try and get people's attention, but not come up with such a good ideas that you that the government <laughs> steals them and does them. But we will see a lot of that over the next year, all the big markers of, of things that happen will become election promises as the opposition uh, BC and I try to lock in that platform to to get a bit of public attention. Right. And also, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people just they don't pay attention necessarily to what's mm-hmm. going on with politics unless there is an election. A lot of people kind of lock in when an election campaign actually gets underway. And people don't pay attention to politics until it affects them. And whether it is, That's you know, true. your taxes suddenly, maybe you've opened a small business and you're paying your taxes or your property taxes go up or you're a victim of crime or you wait 12 hours in a hospital emergency room. Suddenly you want to know how, who's going to change things to make it better. And if the United Party can come out with a bunch of things in its platform this morning on crime that will resonate with people if you're scared walking downtown if you see someone you know in distress using drugs downtown and you hear from the ndp that no, you know more drugs safer drugs uh, is the solution and the alternative from another party resonates with you then 
then you carry that forward uh, beyond the day-to-day of politics. And uh, people can vote on those type of things. So that's the calculation um, because you're right, a year from now, even until, even during an election, you know, four-week election, it's not really until halfway the last week that people start to pay attention, right? And so you've got to try and shake uh, a little bit of their attention uh, elsewhere. Affordability is another big one too. So oh, yeah. we'll see how that goes. I think this morning is a one of those um, one of those big election moments. Well, let's talk about the announcement in Surrey then. So this is Premier David Eby. What is this one actually all about? Well, we don't know quite yet, but it looks like it's related to you know a, another hospital in Surrey or the sort of continued small incremental. Um, <laughs> you know, moves towards another hospital in in Surrey, and the government is in one of those positions now. When you see their events, that they sort of announce the announcement about the announcement uh, to try and maximize the announcements. You yeah, know, well, like here we've got a we we got a business plan, and now we finished the business plan, and look at the title page for the business plan, and now the business plan's been approved, and now we're going for funding for the business plan. You know, so I think we're in that cycle out in Surrey. Um, but healthcare being what it is, hospitals being overwhelmed, Surrey being perpetually uh, stuck in a kind of growth uh, situation, the NDP will be there all the time talking about schools and talking about healthcare and hoping that people, again, remember that they were talking about it in, in some way. But I don't, I don't expect we're going to get a lot of uh, coverage of that today, maybe a little bit. I think BC United is counting on swamping with its plan. And I think people will be going to the premier and the government asking about this Chinatown festival stabbing and saying, what are you going to do about that? And that'll probably mean whatever they had in, in mind for Surrey is is uh, going to get pushed off the radar today. But they'd be prepared for that, right? Like they can, they should be able sure. to see which way the wind is blowing on this thing. That's why it's interesting to, to listen to their response. Uh, you know, David Eby, if he blames Ottawa this morning for, you know, various legal um, minutia, I think that tells you a bit about the new Democrats having no pivot point on this, that they don't know how to respond to horrific incidents like this. They have nothing left to promise about it. They've already directed prosecutors in their mind to crack down. They've gone to Ottawa. They've brought in 500, or I think it was 300, $200 million on more RCMP officers. Uh, they've created uh, more uh, kind of working tables on prolific offenders. They're done. Um, that was their plan. And these things keep happening. And so when you analyze their response this morning, we're looking for signals that they realize it's not enough and they're moving more or they're defending and they're not planning on doing more or they're passing the buck to Ottawa. And that's what makes it so interesting to see that they know it's coming and to look at how they handle it will tell you a bit about what they think they can and can't do uh, for the next election. Okay. And as you pointed out as well, it also tells you that they still feel Surrey is incredibly important if this announcement is happening, even if it's a a non-announcement announcement. Oh, yeah, they've got a bunch of cabinet ministers and Surrey is sort of the battleground of Metro Vancouver, although increasingly you see a Tri-Cities and other areas. But but Surrey is kind of it. There's more ridings in Surrey than there are in the whole northern half of British Columbia. So you want to win, you want to hold, if you're the NDP, your dominance in Surrey and your cabinet minister's ridings and you want to be there every time you can announce your re-announcement to an announcement just just to hope <laughs> that someone shows line. up and take a picture. Yeah, that's good. you can have it because I'm not going to remember it because it's, you know, 6.45 in the morning. But I, you you go ahead and, and use that one in the future. I think Tell I will. Tell it to Vaughn and then Vaughn will be like, Simi, that's great. That's a great line. You're right. I'm to, oh, I'd like to try to take credit for it, but, you know, I can't. I'll say, no, Rob Shaw came up with it. There's nothing like an announcement to an announcement to a re-announcement. Uh, love it. That's what's going to be happening today. We'll break it all down with you tomorrow, Rob. Thank you.
Okay, take care.